All right, kids, it is 8 o'clock-ish on your Saturday night. You know what that means. It is time for your weekly source of goth, post-punk, spooky tunes, Halloween countdowns, horror, business, and everything else that crawled out of the grave into your ear. It's your Dark Entries Goth Radio, 90.5 WSC FM, Columbia Broadcasting in HD1 with your host, DJ D, joined by uh, DZ hanging out a little bit tonight. And uh, getting a slightly late start, but that's all right. Uh, very interesting show tonight. I normally have this thing planned out to a T, but tonight I'm winging it and just kind of be kind of throwing sets in as they come. So tonight will be a perfect night if you have requests. So 803-576-9872, that's 803-576-WSC. Or join me on the Twitter at Dark Injuries DJD, or join in on the Facebook chat that might be starting in a second. Just go to the uh, Facebook page for the show, check out the post, drop a comment. We've got some horror talk uh, coming up later in the show. And uh, whatever else you guys want to talk about. 360 days until the next Halloween, and it is Dark Entries. Goth Radio. Here we go.
Christian Death starting off the show. Dark Entries Get Off Radio. Let's die with you from the Pornographic Messiah album. Uh, came out in 1999. I saw them on that tour. I saw them in Atlanta at a tiny club in Atlanta. Well, I say tiny. I guess it's about the size of New Brooklyn Tavern, maybe. Um, and uh, they opened the show with that track, actually. Great, great, great show. Um, another band which had a little bit of a sort of a one-hit wonder hit that got some MTV radio play. They were called Godhead. Remember them? This would have been late nineties, early two thousands. Bell seems like a video that might have played on Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, I think so. And they had it may have been the same song. They did a song with a collab with Marilyn Manson. Actually, he like provided background vocals. Oh, right. I might play that yeah. because I've got it. I think I'll play that. I'll tell you what. This next set, the next set, we're going to open with Kyla Meekle, right? Okay. All right. Um, and I'll get to that in just a second. After Kyla Meekle, listen up. We're doing Godhead after that. With I can't remember the name of the track, but it'll come to me when I go look at my computer. Um, and just listen out for the background vocals because it's actually Marilyn Manson on the background. Oh, well. um, but anyway, Godhead opened up for them, not with Marilyn Manson. It was just them at this little club. And then another band called Diet of Worms that I'm sorry, hate to disparage people, was absolute pure, unmitigated garbage. <laughs> Literally one of the worst bands I've ever seen in my life. Just absolute. Luckily, they were the first, so we knocked them out early. They were just god awful. You actually saw them? What? Yeah. Yeah, so... Diet of Worms? Yeah, it was, it was awful. It was just awful. They were the opening. They were opener-opener, right? So they were the first of the three. Good to have them early on. Knock it out. Get it out of the way. Seriously, YouTube. It's just it's just unlistenable. So, <laughs> no offense to Diet of Worms. In the off chance they're listening to this show. <laughs> Maybe yeah, they've yeah. improved in the last 20 years. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so they were the opener-openers. And then Godhead after that. And then um, then Christian Death, right? So they come out. They did Die With You, which is what you just heard from that album, which was called Pornographic Messiah. And uh, great show all around. Really solid show. And I had this uh, one of the most surreal experiences of my, my goth life, which is that I found myself in the restroom at the exact same time with Valor, the lead singer, and the lead singer of Godhead. And the three of us were sitting around touching up our makeup. And somebody said, like, I need to borrow some eyeliner. I can't remember who it was. And eyeliner gets passed around. <laughs> so I shared eyeliner with Valor. And Whoa. so just three goth dorks in a, in a restroom touching our makeup up in the mirror. Where was that? <laughs> it was on a tiny little club in Atlanta. I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, it's too long ago. one you were saying is like about the size of New Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was at that show. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a weird experience. Good show, though. Good show. And I was telling uh, WDZ, like, uh, between, uh, as that was playing, about the, the whole, if you're, you know, if you're, old school goth or anything you listen to the show on a regular basis i'm not telling anything you don't already know but for you guys who don't know um you know after roz died obviously valor took over the band and of course they were in the band together at the same time you do kind of have a pretty great divide between like hardcore roz fans and like hardcore valor fans and you do have those folks who um kind of dislike valor on principle just because of the fact he's not roz and and the fact that he dares to sing roz's parts you know i do I, watch any youtube video anywhere uh, of the Valor-led version of Christian Death, and just read the comments, and you can see all you need to see. <laughs> people are not happy. Still to this day, people are not happy. And Ross has been dead since 1998. I don't mind that he sings the parts that he wrote with him. I don't mind that. I mean, he wrote the parts, and he was a big, integral part of that band. Catastrophe Ballet is uh, my second favorite uh, Christian Death album of all time. Sometimes it's a ties with first favorite i mean it's right up there with only theater of pain those are my two big ones they're pretty much neck and neck and i mean valor was all over catastrophe ballet catastrophe ballet wouldn't sound the way it does without valor he played all the guitar on it and you know wrote all those riffs and everything and uh you know it does background vocals i got respect for the guy you know i'm not a big fan of 
sort of the direction the album, the, the the band went in. And it's got nothing to do with him doing Roz's parts. It's more way post Roz. Like the most recent album was kind of uh, which just recently came out earlier in the year. Um, God, it's just not my scene. I don't know. Just the way he. He, just the themes he sings about, sort of the arrangements of the songs. They're kind of like a, they got a really stripped down band now. I think it might just be a three piece. I think the last thing I saw was just the three of them, which I think makes the sounds a little the song the band a little bit more hollow. Um, of course, they got backing tracks and all that. But if you go back and look at some of the uh, the video, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the show. It's driving me crazy right now. But I posted not too long ago. There's this live show you can see on YouTube. The entire show of around that time of the around catastrophe ballet years of that lineup, and uh, I mean, you had a good five people in the band easily because uh, you had, like, Jatane Dimon or somebody, like, on keyboards doing background vocals and whales and stuff, and she's fantastic. Uh, and then you had Roz singing. You had Valor doing, you know, background vocals and guitar. Then you had a bassist, at least, and then you had a drummer. You had a good five people or so, and uh, the sound was really lush and, and, and filled out, but now it's just kind of a stripped-down three-piece. And it's just not, not completely doing it for me, although there's a couple of tracks on the new album that are okay, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, it'll never be Ross. I mean, you're, you're, those are big shoes to step into. You're just never going to be that guy. But uh, And I'm not going to go into it right now, but I was telling uh, DZ that I might do a show at some point where we're going to do a deep dive into all the branches off of Christian Death and uh, the side projects and who is allowed to be able to perform under that name. And then you get your, like, Eva OLED projects and you get your Valor projects and you got all the infighting as to who's allowed to sing Roz's parts and what songs they're allowed to do. and That's a whole situation. I think I might explore that on a future episode. That'd make for a good show, I think, or at least a good good set. So, all right, uh, let's check the online stuff. I got some got some comments coming in on some of the discussions here. Let's see what we got. Olin talking. Olin says, happy post-Halloween, everybody. All right, let the show begin. All right, Olin. Olin, WSC superfan. <laughs> he goes on and says... Oh, Lord, help us with your handoff from Dub Deezy, DJ Dub Deezy, to DJD. <clears throat> May the Gamecocks win the football game. Keep us updated, DJD, since I'm at 90.5 HD1 instead of commercial radio station uh, before you're done for the evening. Of course, I know what he's going to ask for. How about some Rammstein or related artists? Yeah, we can get that in for sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah go Gamecocks. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. trying to cover all the ground out here, so good to know that our listeners are helping us keep up with Gamecock football. And to that end, I'm sorry, go ahead. I mean, no, interrupt you. No. Yeah. Uh, we're lead, we just are leading 17 to 14 now. Yeah. Go Cox. Uh, yeah. Anne Marie Howard, AKA Anne Marie, uh, wished me happy birthday the other, the other day. And Anne Marie is actually a fantastic artist who I've actually played on the show here before. I'll play hers tonight. So definitely check her out. She's, she's really great. Uh, she put out one of my favorite records of uh, the past year, or it was it last year or this year. Fantastic artist. I, I, I'm so honored to have Anne Marie Howard, commenting on my stuff on a regular basis and kind of, you know, communicating back and forth with her. She's really cool. So we'll see if we can get her some play tonight. How do you think about what do you think about the Gamecocks in general right now? They're they're having a uh they're they're a young team in in a lot of ways. And uh, you know, there there are a couple of guys who are who were expected to contribute a whole lot who got who got sidelined literally with uh some pretty gnarly injuries i think both of the guys out with uh, acl tears and and they had like aspirations for the pros so my heart goes out to them you know i think conventional wisdom here in the capital city is that uh there's there's a lot left to be desired in the way of our offensive play calling that uh the the gentleman who is our offensive coordinator marcus satterfield uh some would say that he is in over his head at that position. 
and uh you know i don't i don't wish any uh ill upon anyone a lot of people are calling for uh calling for his termination uh, but my thought, I've been to several of the games. I think I missed you last week because I was at the Missouri game, uh, which was our homecoming game, homecoming here at the University of oh, South wow. Carolina. Yeah, so that was cool. So there was like uh, alumni band people who came down and they they jumped in with the students to, to do a little reprise of their time in the band. And, you know, plenty of people... Uh, plenty of people coming back to hang out for homecoming but uh but we going into that game we were ranked at number 25 after having beat beaten texas a&m for the first time since texas a&m joined the southeastern conference it's something that shane beamer our current coach did that steve spurrier couldn't do and uh, so everybody was kind of kind of riding that high and uh got in the game and you know there's some things let's see some things and you know Dub Deasy played a little football in his day so I can't help viewing these games through the lens of somebody who's been on the field at, at some point and uh or at one point and I just see some fundamentals that we're not hitting uh but but you're looking excited I see the I see the sparkle in your eye it looks yeah. like something just just transpired uh yeah just glance at the score we are now leading 24 to 14 as we should be, yeah. you know, we, that's that's the team. If we are the top 25 team that we thought we were a couple of weeks ago, we should be able to go on the road and beat Vanderbilt. We should definitely should have been able to beat Missouri at home. But, yeah, I was just, you know, there's there's some things. My, my thesis has been, I said this on my show earlier, is that we need a designated quarterbacks coach because our quarterback, our starter, Spencer Rattler, has a lot of raw talent, uh, but it's talent that needs to be cultivated. And, you know, it's just you get these guys coming out of high school who are phenomenal at the high school level, but then they've got to step up to the college level, and a big part of that is coaching. And right now the same person who is our offensive coordinator, Marcus Satterfield, is also the quarterback's coach. And I just have to raise the question, are our quarterbacks getting the attention that they deserve, uh, notwithstanding all the other criticism of of, uh, our offensive coordinator, of which there has been plenty. So. That's in a nutshell, my my take wow. on where we stand right now. So WDG's uh, football report, <laughs> right, coming in on Dark Entries Guys Radio, which uh, will be ongoing throughout the show, I think. Yeah, go Cox, yeah. and I do have a couple yeah. of football players in uh in one of my classes, and so so I wish them the best. You get a different perspective on the whole the whole life of a student athlete when you are a student and these athletes are in class alongside you. Hmm. You know, and uh, and it's, and I would say especially the football players because they're regarded as like such mythical unicorn type creatures mm. that you know they're in class and and uh, and they're just trying to do their thing as as students and everything. But but yeah, I mean it's an honor being in class with them. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. All right, cool. We'll get back into that a little bit more. We're still holding that steady at twenty four fourteen on the score. Maybe that'll change when we get back from the sets. But we will definitely guys keep you guys updated for show. As we go along throughout the show, and uh, thanks to WDZ for joining me and hanging out for a bit. Um, you're welcome to stay as long as you want, of course. Thank you. So as we were talking about, I was planning on being at the Kyle Meekless show tonight in Atlanta. That's probably what I should be doing right now, except it was postponed. Unfortunately, sadly, the uh, curse of 2022 postponed shows strikes again. Hopefully, I'll be able to see them uh, next year if they come back. I think they put an announcement back uh, now a little while ago saying that... Uh, they had to kill a couple of shows on the tour for scheduling reasons, but they're going to try to make them up next year, so hopefully that's going to happen. I was really looking forward to that. As, as anyone who listens to this show knows, they are kind of my favorite thing in the entire world right now. 
next to The Cure, which is always my favorite band of always. Cure's got a new album coming out soon, so we are super, super jazzed about that. But for right now, at the risk of playing it to death, uh, my favorite Kylan Meek song, Solstice, the thing I was really hoping to yell at them in my broken, terrible Icelandic at the show. And I was really looking forward to the screaming parts. The screaming parts you'll know when you hear them near the end, uh, about halfway in, as the crowd screams along back at Kylan Meekla. I was really hoping to do that, but we can do it here in the studio, maybe. Here we go. Godhead coming up after this. Pay attention to that, too. Here we go.
they look going to do 1983 finishing up the set there before that we had uh what do we have before that Anne marie with uh, a track called sweet memory sorry Anne marie with sweet memory uh and uh then we had some uh solvig mathieu there after that with uh before that with venus uh so of course solvig is uh one third of kyle and nikola she does the background vocals and a million instruments uh I, I don't know what she doesn't play honestly i've seen her in videos and that and seen her live playing drums all the the synth stuff all the keyboard stuff and flute pretty much everything else and she, she's amazing so uh, i was off her solo album yeah, and then we got some uh, we got some specimen coming up in the next set we're gonna work in some rammstein because uh because i'll uh only want to hear that might have some searing in there whatever else i feel like uh throwing in uh we got we are an hour into this thing it is after nine o'clock already believe it or not so that's where we are dark and goth radio is on your radio spooky tunes uh post-punk horror business until 10 o'clock with a djd and a guest star on the show dubbed easy hanging out yeah 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 i'm chilling DJD has been dutifully putting together impromptu sets because so you're supposed to go see. Tell me the name of the band again. Uh, Kylan Mikla. Kylan Mikla. And you were saying that is for what in Icelandic? Uh, it means the great cold. The great cold. That's how I imagine Iceland to be. Yeah. I meant to be, imagine to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, the beaches there have black sand. Oh. Which is. Just the coolest thing ever. I mean, yeah, honestly. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds exotic. We normally, I normally think of like tropical places as exotic, but I guess exotic can extend to the far north, the hinterlands. Yeah. Oh, God, it's, it's, it's amazing. I was, I was telling Dub that uh, the dream is, you know, my plan was to go. Um, oh, by the way, thirty-one fourteen now. Oh, go Gamecocks. Yeah, yeah, just happened. So yeah, we're we're killing this thing. Yeah, the plan was to go see Colin Mikla, uh, staying in front. Seeing Solstice back to them in, in Iceland, scream during the screamy parts, and uh, which would obviously get their attention, and they would clearly all three get completely smitten with me, smitten kittens. Uh, then we'd move off to Icelandic, live in a castle together forever and ever and ever. So that's, yeah, that's that, unfortunately they postponed the show, and now it can't happen. So I hope you're happy, Kylie Nicol. I'm sure you know. I believe everything happens yeah. for a reason. So yeah. you know, it's just the universe intervening with some some timing yeah. about something or other, perhaps. Perhaps the castle isn't available yet, or the Could land be. for the castle okay. hasn't become available yet. Well, we might have to round up the other three, right? Because that's the that's the musical holy trilogy, right now. Trilogy, Trinity, right? Yeah, that's what this word is. Sorry, Trinity. <laughs> uh, so that's the musical. But we know that we know the the other holy trinity, the acting other celebrity holy trinity. For me personally, is everybody has somebody. I got a handful, but the trilogy. I can't say it. Trinity for me, obviously, is uh, Christina Ricci, Natalie Portman, and Kate Micucci. So maybe the holdup is that we got to assemble the six, and then you know it could be the power of seven once I I, I get involved, and then you know the, so the seven of us could collectively <laughs> work live together yeah. in this castle. Yeah. Maybe because that, that takes a lot of work. There's a lot of logistics involved in all of that. So right. that's that's the holdup. Yeah, and you will all need magical rings. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Save the Earth. <laughs> so, yeah, I was thinking Lord of the Rings, but yeah, Captain Planet also <laughs> applies. <laughs> Olin wanted to hear some uh, Rammstein or Rammstein adjacent stuff. So essentially, uh, reading what, Germans. What Olin I, wants, I Olin gets. We'll see what we can do. Uh, that, that might even happen in this set. I don't know. Eight zero three five seven six nine eight seven two. I'm gonna call. Also, want to say hello to uh, you folks who are tuning in and commenting on the Facebook discussion. It's hopping. Yeah, thanks for joining. Uh, some of my regulars and irregulars are in there. Got Owen in there. Got Amory in there, who I played her in the set. 
Got some Zachary Chapman showed up, made the scene. Joshua Kite just made the scene. So uh, thanks for that. You can also uh, hit me up on Twitter at Dark Entries DJD if you like. You can do that anytime. So um, and uh, and also at Instagram, that's what it is. I'm woefully uh, not active as active on Instagram as I should be, but I'm trying to work on that. It just takes more and more work. I mean, you got to pop a text on, you got to make a reel, you got to do you know, you got to get fancier with it as opposed to just firing off a tweet, which takes like two seconds. Right. You got to start yeah. with an image, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like Twitter. Yeah. It's like you can mm-hmm. just, for better or for worse, you yeah. can just get on there and fire off a thought as soon as it exactly. comes to mind. But yeah. for Instagram, you know, you got to. You got to start with an image. So it's like if you start with the thought, then you've got to go find an image that's relevant. And at least that's my workflow. I am just getting accustomed to yeah. the Instagram game. I've been I've been viewing Twitter for a while. Just got on Twitter, and of course I follow DJD on both platforms. And uh, yeah, it's right it's back at you. Right on. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely a challenge. I think you and I both have yet to set up TikToks. These don't TikTok because <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't want to reveal too much about my personal life because you, you folks don't even know all that. But in my day job, I manage social media as a job. That's my my day job, and uh, and so for for two reasons. I think one of the reasons why I drag my heels on Instagram is because I have to do it at work all day, and I kind of have my fill of it there. But also at TikTok, it's just not something I ever cared about or jumped into. But I'm gonna have to at work. Uh, because uh, the company kind of set that up, and um, then we had literally two Tiki Talks out there, and then I took over the job, and sort of the goal was to sort of beef that up a little bit. Um, luckily, I have an assistant who uh, has much more experience in that sort of world than I do, and um, I'm uh, you know looking for things to kind of pass off to her because I haven't been there very long myself. So I made it very clear from the get-go that that's her world. So, um, yeah, she's going to be ticking and talking. It's a different yeah. workflow. It's a different like communication flow than I'm used to because mm. I came up on AOL and AOL Instant <laughs> Messenger. Remember the little <laughs> yellow, little oh, yeah. yellow yeah. running guy? Well, and so we'll, the we'll way the door that, to open, <laughs> yeah. Door to close. Oh yeah. Oh, I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could make that sound effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. But like in those days, it was like you started with the one-on-one, mm-hmm. and then oh, maybe. Like maybe you got into well, AOL was like chat rooms, and then you could you could instant message people. But AIM was like you'd be do, you'd be talking one on one, and then AO, AIM had a group chat feature that was like in my world was very seldom used. But I I find that today's social media works the other direction, where you start in like the group chat context, and then if yeah. you so what? Oh, I guess you can't hear it. You can't hear it because you don't have the earphones on. No. Headphones on. I just did the thing, by the way. Imagine oh, you that you heard the thing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And then I'm having the Pavlovian response of like, is that who I was waiting to talk to? Okay. Is that them? All right. What we're going to do for you guys, we're going to kill the mics for two seconds just so we can hear it. All right. So don't let me say it. Here we go. There she goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I am like... I mean that is that is like muscle memory. My right hand is just ready to click the mouse and see who just signed on. Just waiting, waiting. Is that the person that I wanted to talk to? And then of course, then of course, like I would stare at their screen name for for who knows how long. Finally, work up the courage to say what I wanted to say, and then they sign off inevitably. But yeah, today it works the other direction. It starts with like the group 
context and it's like you're putting you're putting yourself out there for the group and then it's like if somebody has something to say or they like what they see then you go to the dms and and that's where things can get interesting from what i'm told yeah yeah that's that's uh, i believe that's how it works i'm elderly so um <laughs> compared to my assistant who is, is sweet and nice i got nothing bad to say about her but i think she's about 12 Right. And so, like between the two of us, that's how I feel anyway. When we're hanging out, so um, yeah. So uh, so that's her world more than mine. You know yeah. what? One of these dear young DJs asked me. Yeah. The other day we were talking about our uh, our slogan "Left of the Dial, Right in Your Ear." Yeah. And they were like, "What is what do we mean by left of the dial?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, you see." <laughs> radios used to be fashioned in like a horizontal shape <laughs> and and there was like a linear like line of all the stations and us being 90.5 fm and the stations going in ascending order we were on the left hand side of this line and then you used the, the mechanism called the dial to actually turn this little knob and move the tuner up and down that little line to get to the station you want. So that is, that is the genesis of left of the dial. They got the right in your ear part. That just hurts my feelings. (laughs) It hurts my heart. Yeah. Well, I I trained kid. Um, I say kid now. Um, Now I'll say things like kid. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I trained a kid. I want to say it was a couple of years ago um, because I I train a lot of them when they come in here and, uh, and he literally had no idea how the turntable worked or how records work in terms of like, I don't mean like how do you turn it on, how do you do this and that. He literally didn't understand the concept of vinyl and records, uh, like what the grooves are right. and what you do with a needle. And and I had to like baby step him through. You turn it on, then the needle goes here. And the reason why you have these lines here is this is like separates the songs and everything. I mean, I'm I'm talking like the most basic of basic of steps. Like this is what a record is. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and then I felt uh, my knees started to hurt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you start to get those pains. Yeah. Still want to yeah. reach for the insure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I get it. No, I get it. I mean, we're all we're all headed in that direction, right? And, uh, and yeah, but we all help each other out. We're all here for each other. And uh, everything, you know, it's like they say about standing on the shoulders of giants, everything that we do, we've, I'm sure you and I have both learned from, from somebody who has gone before us. And yeah. So that's just yeah, the way the world relative. goes yeah. around. I mean, you get people like, you know, Claire and uh, Rick, who probably look at us as kids, you know. I mean, Claire trained me. I, I was, when I was a baby DJ back in the day. Wow. So, yeah. And, yeah. and, well, that's that explains a lot. Yeah. And, you know, so one, throwing this little cool fact, so it came up in the DJ chat earlier, uh, you know, naming some cool facts about the station. And uh, so our station engineer was telling me at our 75th anniversary that, that the way that the station used to work on the, on the AM signal when we were AM back in the day was that there were transmitters installed uh on the power lines around campus and that the power lines functioned as an antenna and so the way you'd pick up the station was from radiation off those power lines and it was uh, i think he said it was a closed loop system so yeah there's there's 
things like that that you know would have been long lost pieces of knowledge but for somebody having been there at the time who can tell us about it oh wow well yeah that uh reminds me yeah i was gonna actually i i glanced at that discussion that was going on uh and um when i had time i was gonna sit down and contribute one little factoid um that this came up when you and i were at the alumni thing when we were talking to claire but i don't know if you remember um uh taylor marshall green our former station manager slash dj from years ago yeah I've heard years of, ago. i feel like i might have worked with him at earth there that might have been a different taylor though could be yeah yeah but yeah now he started he was a started out as just a metal dj there he, and, and we still to this day have a lot of cds in the library that he reviewed and he turned he actually turned me on to cradle of filth i actually had never heard cradle of filth until i listened to his show uh he turned me on to a lot of cool stuff but he was he was a cool guy and uh just new metal inside and out but that's how he started here and eventually worked his way up to station manager for a while and uh, he has a twin brother called Logan Marshall Green, who, right. um, um, if that name sounds familiar, is a big time Hollywood actor now. And Taylor actually also works in Hollywood now. Um, yeah, I recall they both do. Somebody yeah. remarking about them being attractive. <laughs> someone, <laughs> yeah, not me. If someone we were speaking to may or may not have yeah. had a little thing, <laughs> had a little. <laughs> a little crushy crush yeah they're both good good looking guys yeah and taylor was a character he was a cool guy i i i think i i know that taylor and i went to a lot of the same parties back in the day there was a lot of wsc parties going on and we had a lot of mutual friends and you know how columbia is and wsc is you see mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone you know so i hung out with him in social settings a lot and i'm pretty sure that at least a couple of times i met logan uh, who were at the same party. So I met him a couple of times. Didn't really know him very well. But um, I kind of had kind of forgotten about him because it had been so long. And then I was watching an episode of Law & Order, SVU. This guy looked really familiar, you know. And I was like, it looks just like. And then I started looking at the, the the credits, and it said Logan Marshall Green. I was like, that looks just like Taylor. And, yeah, sure enough, same guy. You know? But I'm just, I pulled up his IMDb because I knew we were going to talk about this. But I'm just glancing. He did uh, an episode of 24. He was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, he was in a movie called Upgrade that I saw that was really good. Um, it came out the same year that Venom came out, the first Venom movie. Oh, yeah. And in my opinion, it's the movie that Venom should have been. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Venom, really wasn't a fan of the second one. I just don't care for those movies. But I like comic book movies. I just did not like that take on Venom. That's a whole other rant altogether. But uh, Upgrade was kind of like the same concept of like an alien entity sort of taking over someone's body, only in that one it's it's an AI. I think it's implanted in him. And uh, can move his muscles and cause him to do things. It makes him fight and gives him, like, you know, uh, fighting abilities and all that kind of thing. And it talks to him and they, they you know, they actually talk back and forth. So very Venom-esque um, where it just kind of on and off takes over his body essentially, you know. and it's But it's done in a way that I wish had happened in Venom. Actually, the way I really wish Venom had gone is, is a pure body horror route. Like pure on, pure on like, you know, Cronenberg-esque uh, body horror. I think that's where they, they really missed the opportunity to do that and could have taken a really cool, serious tone with it, but uh, instead it just kind of turned into a buddy cop comedy practically. I don't know. It's not, not, not really sure. <laughs> uh, stupid comedy. But dumb. But, um, so, yeah, I'm just glancing at, like, his IMDb, and it's all over the place. I mean, he's a lot of work. Um, got a lot of stuff coming up, so, yeah. And and Taylor, I don't have his in front of me, but I did glance at it not too long ago. Also, just as prolific, he does a lot of work behind the scenes on movies and stuff. He's, I don't think he does any acting, but, yeah. So that's our Hollywood yeah, connections, you know. Do you know if he was in media arts? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming. A lot of those, me included, a lot of that crowd ends up becoming DJs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, DJs are a special breed. Yeah, yeah, it is a certain very sp- certain breed. 
Uh, it is almost 9.30. Score still holding tight at 31-14, by the way. Good. Go Gamecocks. Yeah. Yeah, up so. there in the Music City. Yeah. I wanted to, I want us I want us to take the game from Vanderbilt tonight. I want us to take the title of Music City. Oh, wow. Down here in Columbia. Is it over? I'm not seeing a uh, it uh, doesn't say maybe, the uh, maybe halftime. It's okay. probably about oh, halftime cuz okay. they kicked off at 7:30 gotcha. tonight. It just doesn't say the downs and all that, you know, the yardage and stuff, you know. So there's nothing there. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. and that's that's probably not the most Oh, oh it says halftime right there. It is halftime. Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yep, they're in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. Gotcha. All right, cool. Let's knock out another set real quick. Um, I got some uh, Screaming German type stuff out there for Olin, and I'm going to work in some uh, Bestial Mouths who were cool enough to kind of give me a little like and comments and stuff on the page. They've been really cool cool enough to sort of uh, communicate with the page. Uh, Big Bestial Mouths fan, so... um, Go work them into this set, probably. Going to kick it off a little bit the old school stuff with Specimen. Uh, it does not get more Batcave trad goth than this, especially considering uh, they own the club, the Batcave. So this is the very genesis of goth rock. Lovers. Dark Interest Goth Radio is on your radio. Here we go. You know that you need some heart. What did
Kids, that's it. Uh, weird show tonight. Weird, weird show. Totally off the format. Kind of, kind of went off the rails, but in a good way. Uh, I want to thank give thanks to uh, Dub Deasy for hanging out with me. Yo, yo, yo! Thanks for yeah. having me. It was and, a pleasure. Uh, yeah, we had some kids in. Uh, we kind of have a nice little talk here. We're gonna do a little handoff to uh, DJ Theater Kid. I was so, so afraid I wasn't get it wrong. I've been given the nod that it was correct uh, for what your third show or something now. What is it? Okay, third ever. Yeah, okay. Well, she's just a baby. Catch me on uh, on uh, Dark Entries Goth Radio and on uh, at Twitter at Dark Entries DJD, Insta at the same thing at Dark Entries DJD on the face place at the only thing called Dark Entries Goth Radio. The podcast, Dark Entries Goth Radio.podbean.com. I'll be at your mom's house. Also want to give apologies that I don't have the podcast completely updated right now. I've been super, super busy with my new day job and um, it's been kind of kind of nuts. But tomorrow I'm going to update the fundraiser show, the retro Halloween show we did last weekend, and then also tonight's episode. All that's going to be on the podcast uh, tomorrow. So be on the lookouts for that. And I will see you kids next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. We're going to get out of here with what time? Okay, we got just enough time. Just no time to get out of here with a required Rocky Horror and then stick around. Don't go anywhere because DJ Theater Kid is hopping on to do her thing. Uh, thanks to everybody. See you next week, kids. Uh, as always, a weakling. Keep it spooky. Weighing 98 pounds will get sand in his face when kicked to the ground 
And soon in the gym With a determined chin The sweat from his pores As he works for his cause Will make him glisten And gleam And with massage And just a little bit of steam <laughs> He'll be pink And quite clean He'll be a Nutritious, high protein, and swallow raw eggs. Try to build up his shoulders, his chest, arms, and legs. Such an effort, if he only knew of my plan. In just seven days, I can make you a man. He'll do press-ups and chin-ups. Do the smirch, clean and jerk. He thinks dynamic tension must be hard work. Such strenuous living, I just don't understand. When in just seven days, oh baby, I can make you a man. 